Thank you. We stand for the reading of God's word. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Wow, those kids are having a blast. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 31. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Um, and the, word of the, word, the word of the Lord reads as such. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, So it is with Christ. Verse 13. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our uh, our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our most presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. Brothers and sisters, look over to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Oh, neighbor, how will you serve the body of Christ? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So keeping all that in mind, right? Let's not forget what we just read. Today is what day? Fourth, fourth of July, July 4th. What, what, do we, why, what is Fourth of July? Independence Day. What year was Independence Day? 1770. All right, I can't, I can't pull a fast one on y'all. So 1776, Independence. All right? So why did, we, why, did, why did we want independence? What was happening? Hmm? The British were what? Oppressing. The British were oppressing. Okay. Anything else? Let's go back to history class. 
Why do we want independence? I know they'd be teaching y'all this in like ninth grade, right? No taxation without representation, y'all. We live outside the nation's capital. So that's literally the, the theme, right? So one thing there, no taxation without representation. So there was a lot of oppression going on. So there was a need for change, right? And as a result of that, there was a lot of you know, wars, all those things. And finally, independence came July 4th on this day in these freedoms. Now, after July 4th, what happened? Hmm? Articles of Confederation, okay. What else happened? Just life, life happened, right? Well, one thing that I'm trying to get at is did the people just kind of lay back and say, okay, we're good. We got our independence now, let's just sit down. What do they do? They created a government? Yep. They expanded to California and beyond because first it was just what, 12, 13 colonies, right? So they, they, got, they, they, they got to work at the end of the day, right? Now let's keep that at the drawback, at the back row binds for what we're talking about today. So, they needed freedom because they were being oppressed. We need freedom because they were being oppressed. After we got the freedom, we then got to work. We expanded colonies, some ways in some terrible ways and in some good ways, right? That's not the part of the discussion for today. But what I'm trying to get at is, we have received the ultimate freedom thousands and thousands of years ago. Over 2,000 years ago, God gave us his son in the person of Jesus Christ. Christ came, he showed us how to live. Not only showed us how to live, but also died on the cross that our sins may be forgiven. He paved a way for us to be reconciled back to the Father. So in that moment, Christ says within John 8, verse 36, that who the Son sets free is free indeed. And we here today, while we celebrate in this freedom of America, have a much greater freedom in our citizenship in heaven. So there's a, there, there's a problem, though. Similar to how, you know, Americans, you know, were being oppressed. Same way, the oppression for believers, people at that time, we were under sin, Right? our sin nature, the things that we wanted to do, the things that were not right, that we so desired, earnestly desired. We had no way, we had no hope without Jesus Christ coming to pave the way for us. But now that we have that hope, now that we have that freedom, the Son has set us free. What are we doing with it? What are we doing in this freedom that we have in Christ? Are we rejoicing? Are we long-suffering? Are we patient? Are we caring? Or do we just want things for ourselves and we gotta have it now? What are we doing 
for the body of Christ. And that's where the focus here of, this, of the passage that we read earlier is on. The church at Corinth, a lot of fighting, a lot of bickering, a lot of drama. A lot of you guys said, what are, I said, what do you guys do not like about church? Somebody said drama. Well, that church had a whole bunch of drama going on. So Paul comes, Paul, the writer of, of, of Corinthians, comes in and he says, you know what? This is not going well. Let me explain to you that as believers, you are free, right? You're free in Christ. So being free in Christ, you have a job to do. You're not just free to just lay back, right? You're free to help the body of Christ and help others who are not in Christ to come to know God. So as, I, as the exercise that we did earlier, as what we've talked about our Independence Day, if, if we didn't do anything after Independence Day, we wouldn't make it. But instead, we had to put in the hard work, doing different things to get to where we are today. In, in the same way as the body of Christ, we've been free. But what are we doing with that freedom? If we do not do anything with that freedom, if we don't help the body of Christ, then where do we go? What happens? Right? So I implore you guys today, I ask of you guys today, to be thinking of, what is it that I can do? Now I want to talk a little bit about the reasons why we may be hesitant, right? To not just want to necessarily jump right in to service. To reaching out for the body. And please feel free to add to this as well. Add to this as well of anything that you feel God places on your heart. Maybe a reason that I may not have necessarily touched on, right? I think one of the biggest things that I hear as to why we don't connect with the body of Christ as, as, as we should is a lot of fear and nerves at times. That there is some fear behind it as to, okay, you know, I think I can do this, but I'm just really nervous and I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't want to put myself out there because what if I mess up? What if I fail? And I'm here to tell you that Christ has not given us a spirit of fear. I'm here to tell you that it is, it is, it is okay, it is normal to feel that way. But know that God also gives you the power to overcome that fear, overcome those nerves, and step into a place where you can change somebody's life. I remember one message that, that, that we talked through when we went to, um, when we went, when the pandemic started happening, we talked about how we are church and how we are building one another up and how God has gifted each and every single one of us. Someday I won't be right here in this spot, right? But if I'm not here, who is? Right? If we don't have a wonderful praise and worship folks who are here, who will be? So I want you to know that fear we should not, fear is normal, and fear is there, but fear should not overcome us into doing the things that God has called us to do. Amen? Next point. 
of why we do not use these gifts. I think some people genuinely believe that it doesn't matter. Would you all agree with me? Some people just feel like it doesn't matter. I mean, that was me way back when. I was like, hey, it doesn't matter. It's not, I, I don't need to be doing anything. I'm just going to show up and bounce. But I want you to know that it does matter. Whatever you do, whatever impact you make, it can, it can change somebody's life, honestly. And the last point here, that can we kind of get into this trap, is that, like I said today, I'll keep it really brief, all right? Trust me, I will. I'm not, it's not one of those pastors where we're almost done and then we got another hour to go. No, don't worry, we're we, we, we gonna, we gonna wrap up soon. But the last point is just, we, we say that somebody else will do it. We think somebody else will do it. But the exercise that we, showed, we did earlier shows that God has placed it on your heart, perhaps, to be the one that makes that change. So that someone that will do it is you. Now that we've all returned here today, I want to implore you, I want to get your mind kind of thinking about how then can I be in a place of service for my brothers and sisters around me? All right? We spent over a, over a year being behind computers or laptops, laying in bed, chilling, potentially. I never saw none of y'all, but... I probably, I probably did that once or twice, right? I'm not going to lie. So we kind of got used to that. But now we're here together. And with us being here together, there's work to be done. So be asking yourself, how can I serve? How can I help? Right? Some of you guys, y'all can sing you refuse to because there's nerves or you think somebody else would do it some of y'all can play instruments y'all can learn some of you guys have administrative gifts like you can plan like nobody else some of y'all can entertain like nobody else some of y'all have great speaking skills for your age, like, that, that, that's a gift. And I want you, over the next, over the time that, that, that we're entering into, to really push into that gift that God has given you. Because he's giving it to you, he gave it to you freely. Freely we give, freely we share. Over, it's like we're using our gifts in the world, right? Outside of church. We're communicating well with people. But then when we're here, it's like, we're not. And I want to encourage you guys to be in that spot, in that position where whatever God has placed in your heart, as this is something that I see wrong, I'm going to be in that spot to do it. Some of you guys are great. Some of you guys are very hospitable, right? Checking on people, making sure everybody feels welcomed, right? Like the things that, that you would like to see that you don't see. Perhaps God places on your heart to do that. I'll say I'm only one person. So we get to a point where I'm like, hey, God um, kind of needs some help. 
right? And that, that, that's the point. Like, like, what we read earlier is that the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Some of us think that the things that we do, oh, I'm not a prophet or I'm not a teacher, or I'm not, a, I'm not an, an apostle, evangelist, whatever that may be. So because of that, what I do, it doesn't matter. Like, when, like, some people will come in early and they'll set up chairs. I want you to know that matters. That, that really matters because it makes people feel welcome, right? And that's, that's not any less or greater than anything else that somebody else may be doing. Like the folks who set up the, the sound, that matters. Without that, we would not have been able to do praise worship in the way that we wanted to today. This is how God wants his church to be. That everybody using their gifts, their talents, for the glory of God. So I said I'm going to keep it short, so I'm going to end it pretty soon. I really will. But I want you guys to be thinking and considering that, right, for this year. How can I help? What can I do? What changed my life fundamentally about church was when I stopped asking myself, what can I get from church? And started asking myself, what can I give to church? What can I give to other folks? I wasn't always somebody who was teaching. I was somebody like in the way back. I show up late and just minding my business. And I never thought that I, I, that I, would, I would be in this spot here. So for you, if you feel like you know, God has placed it in your heart to do something, please do it, right? And if there's any help that you need, I'm always here, right? If, you, if, there's, something that, if there's a need in here that you see that, hey, I think we could do this, I think we need to do some more, you know, gatherings, th- that type of stuff, like Friday movie nights or whatever, God has placed that in your heart to do it. And that is no bigger or, or, or lesser than something else that somebody would be doing. All right? So please keep that in mind as we go about life within this year, as we've all gathered here. Because I'm going to keep it real with y'all. We have a lot of seniors, right? Now I'm talking to everybody but my seniors, okay? If you're not a senior, listen in. We have a lot of seniors. And our seniors have graduated. And our seniors are about to continue on with life in other parts of the world, right? So there is a lot of need. There's a lot of need for praise and worship. There's a lot of need for teaching. There's a lot of need for leadership, right? A need for those who will connect with the church body so the question becomes when our seniors leave which they will and we're grateful for them what are we going to do are we going to fold our hands and just say eh maybe somebody else will come through or are we going to get are we going to roll up our sleeves and get to work brothers and sisters we are all we've got We are all we've got.
So I want to thank you all for indulging me today in listening. Um, be thinking throughout the week in what ways can you be helpful, right? In what ways is God calling you to be used for his kingdom? And in those things, one thing that I've learned about when we serve, guys, when we, when we say we want to look more like Jesus, we want to be more like Jesus, one of the best ways to be able to do that is to be serving the Lord. It's one of the best ways to do so. Because, for example, if you're, if you're in a position where you're supposed to be teaching, right, how can you get up and go and teach when you don't know what you're talking about? Right? How can you get up and go and play when you don't know what you're playing? How can you get up and go and sing when you don't know what you're singing? So all of that means that before you can come and display whatever gift God has, has given you, you have to be spending time with who? You're spending time with who? Got to be spending time with God. So that ups and increases the time that you're in your prayer closet saying, God, help me to be able to do the best that I can for your people. You see how that all builds on each other. And in all these other gifts, right, there are, you know, as Paul puts it, higher gifts when he talks about prophecy. That's all that we've talked about in the past, right? It's like a lot of people want that and to jump to that, but we're forgetting that doing the daily will of God, serving him, spending time with him, is very, very important for the gathering of the church. If nobody was here to set up lights, nobody was here to set this place up, we wouldn't be able to make it. I have, I'm clueless when it comes to setting up the mics, right? And I've been clueless for years, right? And I'm gonna probably stay clueless. So that means that whenever, um, you know, you know, Steven and Garcia and, 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 and Spencer leave and, and, and go to, college, somebody else is going to need to do it, right? Or we're just going to be micless, right? So think about that. This is for my guys and my ladies. Think about it, all right? All right, so with that, I will close in prayer, and then I'll open it up to any questions that you guys may have. See, I promised you I'd keep it short today, right? Did I keep my promise? We're only 22 minutes in. <laughs> all right, let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word today. God, we are so grateful for you, for just being so good to us. We thank you. Lord, we ask of you that you help us to identify what our gifts may be. And we ask of you to help others, you would confirm that within us. Place the right people in our lives, God, that will nurture those gifts. Help us be able to know you, put our trust in you, Lord, to spend time with you in our secret places, in our secret rooms, to spend time within our prayer closets, Lord God, getting to know you on a deeper level. God, help us to put our trust and faith in you. God, you call, but you not only call people to do certain things, but you also equipped us. You also equip us. So God, equip us, equip your people in this time with the resources that they need, with the wisdom that they need to be able to give back to your church, Lord. Father God, as you place us here together, 
Surely each and every single one of us has something that we can do to give back to you. And we pray that you make that known to us. God, we thank you so much and we love you. So with this, in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Let the saints say amen.